Hello and welcome everyone to Round 10, Episode 7 of the Bootleggers Buzzcast Podcast. I'm your humble host, Coasty, and we have a special episode for you today. Two segments. The first segment is with Veer and the Sacred Empire talking about their recent period win and a little bit about their war with Abyss. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Sacred Empire, because at first they refused to talk to us here at the Buzzcast, but thankfully Himmel and myself worked our magic and got a couple people to agree. There was some scheduling conflicts, but we did get it done. The interview is about six minutes long in total, so if you want to skip ahead to the second segment, now you know how long. The second segment is with Van Dash, the capo and leader of the Abyss, to talk a little bit more about their war with the Sacred Empire, how it came to be, and a little history about the Abyss as well. I hope you all enjoy. So without further ado, I give you Himmel. Hello and welcome to the Bootleggers Buzzcast. I am Himmel, your host. Jamesy is MIA today, so I'll be doing this one solo along with our guest, Nemo, from the Sacred Empire. How's it going? Hi, everything's good. How about you? Not too bad, not too bad. A little cold here. Uh, I guess we're (laughs) We got about a foot of snow on the ground now. I guess we'll jump in. Uh, by... It seems like we're doing snow, but it's predictable. It's nice, so let's see. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the snow, personally. Yep, I love it. Ugh. Uh, yeah, so the Sacred Empire won the last revenue period. They had over $31 billion in revenue. How did you guys accomplish this? Um, having insanely active members. Yeah, that always does help. Having a full crew helps, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, we have a full crew, and they, I guess they're all on lockdown. They're going like crazy. Yeah, I see that. Are you guys planning to do that again on this next revenue period? Well, we're still having the same active people, so, so we're having a good hope that we're doing a, we're, we will be doing well in the next period. Looking forward to seeing that. Uh, you guys have been shooting against the Abyss recently. Uh, what's yes, the What's the reasoning behind that? How, how did it start? Well, we've been uh, getting shot here and there fairly recent, uh, yeah, actually since the beginning of the round. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to figure out who was involved, and in, at least on some level, uh, we, have believed, we, have, we have reason to believe that um, they were working against us rather than with us, or being virtual, so we took some action, and here we are. <laughs> and that was, you guys did a full wipe the first time, right? And I believe there's been some more shooting since. Yeah, we have some trigger-happy people, and I guess they're good target practice for them. So they've pretty much been hiding in Rocky Mount most of the time, it looks like. I saw them shooting a little bit from underground yesterday. Um, yeah, we're trying to just keep them down until they either come to us um, looking for some kind of, I guess, agreement. But mm-hmm. unless, until they do, they will keep shooting until they back down. Yeah, fair. I mean, you can't let them get back up if uh, it's just going to cause you problems. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they were shooting... Yesterday, I think it was a different crew. Was that one of your sub crews, or was that somebody else? Um, the only actual sub crew that we that TSC has is the Senate. Okay. I'm on most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I actually do have life, and my revenue wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. I'm towards the bottom of TIs. <laughs> Port- I'm on the top of the Senate. But oh, there you I go. Have nothing compared to the guys in TSC. Yeah. Uh, does TSC have any more? Plans to shoot anyone else? Are you guys just kind of focusing on the abyss right now? Right now, as far as I'm aware, it's, uh, it's the abyss until that's resolved. Okay. And uh, other than that, no, not, nothing aimed at the moment. We are just playing the game, and if someone wants to pick a fight, we will fight back. 
Sounds like a good way to do it. Let's yeah. see. What else can we talk about? What are your feelings on the current kill system? On the current kill system? Yes. I hear the guy winning a lot, but we seem to be making the best of it. I am not the biggest shooter, as you may have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither, usually. I don't usually live that long. Well, I like you enough, but uh, I never have to shoot. <laughs> So, do you like the current bodyguard system where that's, you only have a 50% chance of succeeding? Or would you rather it be changed in some way? Seems like we're making the most of it. I don't, yes, I don't have the personal uh, experience for the guys who complain like everybody else. I don't have a feeling that it's the biggest issue we've had. Right, right. See, do you guys have a bullet factory? I think so, somewhere? New Orleans. New Orleans, that's right. Uh, what is your thoughts on how bullet factories no longer produce their own bullets? The only income you get off them is melting. I think some people still haven't figured that part out. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that when I bought ours initially. Had to find that out later on. Yeah. Yeah, it's good yeah for... I still have people who are, when I'm holding the bullet factories every now and then, there's still someone coming like, why aren't you producing? Uh, right? <laughs> yep. And as, soon as, yeah. as soon as they're melted, they're gone anyway. I honestly can't remember how it was before that because we were already not in cars when I yeah, it, uh, it used to produce like 1,500 bullets an hour on its own yeah, without the melting. Yeah. Uh, let's see, anything else here? Anything else you'd like to say to the bootleggers community? I'm nothing in particular, to be honest. We're having fun, and let's keep on having fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a new period, because this winter event has been fun. I like it a lot, but it's time, uh, time to move on. Time to start on, definitely. All right, well, I guess we'll end it here. Thank you for joining me. Himmel, signing out. We interrupt this latest Buzz segment with a special announcement on behalf of the Invisibles and Brandon's closest friends and adversaries. Could we ask the whole of the bootleggers community to please resist the urge to whack Himmel? He is desperate to get shot and even contemplating suicide just so he can appear in the graveyard if he hits Don. Therefore, let's all work together, or call it a community challenge, to make his Christmas peace run deep into 2021. Another laid-back, straight-to-the-point interview by Himmel. Thank you, Veer, very much for taking the time out to speak with us. And thank you once again to the Sacred Empire for actually speaking to the community. We understand you guys are more about action than words, but we appreciate it nonetheless. Now this next segment, hosted by Vio, is with Van Dasht, where, as I said earlier, he discusses a little bit about his war with the Sacred Empire, the origins of the Abyss, and goes on a couple tangents about Rocky Mountain as well that I found to be quite illuminating. I hope you do as well. So without further ado, I give you Vio. Welcome to the Buzzcast. My name is Vio. Today I have with me Van Dasht. Was that pronounced correctly? Uh... More or less. How would you say it? More or less. Vandest. Vandest. Vandest, yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, and you are the boss of Abyss? I am. I thought it would be... I, I would like to say, unfortunately, that uh, <laughs> yeah, shit happens, you know. Yeah, it's well, a, joke. It's a, joke. a wise person once told me that bootleggers is a long game, so... I like the game, but I'm kind of stuck in it. If you know what I'm trying to say, like if I wasn't a capo, I would have probably jumped ship a long time ago. But, you know, there's like certain responsibilities, like I've built this crew, so I cannot just leave at any time, you know. 
But like, let's go back to the beginning and uh, tell us a bit about yourself, like your journey from the beginning of bootleggers or for your sake and then to the to where you are now. I mean, like the first time I ever played this game was in 2009. It was a bunch of my uh, schoolmates. They, they found out about it. So it was a word of mouth thing. I played it for a month, I remember. I reached Don, and at that time it was something... It's not as easy to reach as it is right now. And I was crewless the whole time, so once I hit Don, I have no idea why I joined my friend's crew. A couple of days later, they, they went to war. I died for no reason, so I just gave up on the game. I didn't enjoy that at all. After that, I came back after like two or three years. That's the normal thing afterwards, like play for a while, short while, and then take two or three years break. It was never serious, you know? I never mm. played with anyone, it was just come and see how, how things are going, and then just leave when I die. Last year, I think I joined in, in October 2019, just a few months before this COVID thing. I, I just came in with no intentions of staying, but you know, one thing led to another. I ended up with uh, Gamblers United. After like the, the main three was left, I took over. I made a complete makeover to the crew, changed the name to the, to the Abyss. Pretty much, I, I have the lead now in the crew, you know? Okay. So started recruiting, started making it my own with a little help of the ex-capos uh, ex of Gamblers United. Mm -hmm. But they were busy with something else in real life, so it was just myself. And pretty much like have a, a presence in the game. And in my honest opinion, I think we do have a presence in the game. Definitely. Ever since July, during period 10. I would say from period 6 or period 5, we've always been in the top 5 in the leaderboards. And period 10, it just mm. clicked. And to be honest, we expected a lot of downfalls from that, from, from winning period 10. It, and it was the first time where we started getting targeted by underground players. And this is the start of our mm. current war with TSE. All right. It goes back far. Wow. So we were first place three or four days into the period and we mm. remained first place throughout the period. Halfway through, a couple of my members started being targeted by underground players. I think there were three or four shot at the beginning and we were all legendary. The, the lowest rank we had was like a godfather or like a legendary godfather and he was just a, a casino owner so he kept getting shot randomly for his casino. 90% of our players were high ranked. Our Don and above. So we lost four Eldons and some of my members started getting nervous. Anyways. So I approached TSE, manned up to our mistakes, apologized, we moved on. But deep down, I knew they wouldn't just let it go. And they didn't let it go, obviously. Two days, two or three days before the period ended. I still remember when the period ended. It, it ended 25th of July. Like, for me, I'll, I, I won't forget this. 25th of July. And around 22nd or 21st, we woke up to a complete crew wipeout. Oh, wow. We were pissed to say the least, obviously, and we knew who it was. And to be honest, they could have wiped us out a week before and that we would have lost period 10 100%. When they shot us two days before the period ended, we were two billion apart from the penal. And at that time, it was a lot. Yeah. And I think they closed the gap to around 900 million. And that was just in two days. Imagine what they could have done to yeah. catch up to us if, if TSE shot us a week before. So thanks to them for shooting us at least two days before the period. You know, that, you have to admit that was, a, unfortunately, I have to say it's a classy move. Yeah, I was about to ask, know? like, do you yeah. think they did it on purpose? Oh, or... Definitely, definitely. Okay. Definitely. So you just have to give it to them, you know? Yeah. So uh, you think they... they... Acknowledge that you deserve the win. Everyone did. No one expected like a... I wouldn't say we're a big crew by any means. We're a medium crew at best. And we've done all these things. So 
we we deserved we deserved it to be honest because like I said ever since like period five we've been a top five constantly yeah for some reason period 10 just click I'm thankful for it so anyways uh, right after we got shot uh, obviously like we didn't get advantage of uh, the golden OCs that you get when period 10 a lot of my members were pissed about that Uh, I lost two or three members we had two two I think two insiders in our crew oh I couldn't kick any of them because I wasn't capo. No one was capo. We were all below boss. And the yeah, others didn't well, understand that, that I could I can't kick anyone when I'm not capo. So they just they just left the crew. It was it was a nerve-wracking time. It was the first experience I ever experienced. It was the first scenario I ever experienced in this game. So everything was new to me. So hmm. we went into war with them. It wasn't TSE. TSE wasn't a crew at that time. They were underground. We went uh, into war with the Shoshank Redemption. Uh, the Yakuza and a third crew, I forgot. <laughs> That's a big bunch. And it was around 250 members against 20, 19. Oh, wow. But I swear we managed to pull it through. Scraps were cheap. They were easy to get. Even though we were constantly being searched, we still managed to pull it off. And bear in mind, TSC have many enemies in this game. When, you're, when you've been around 15, 16 years, you're bound to make enemies. So yeah. you will imagine the number of people that approached me or approached the abyss in order to help us, whether it was with free scraps or shooting with us, what, whatever it was, they helped us. Without them, we couldn't have done this, you know? Yeah. It happened, the uh, same thing happens right now, but everyone's playing conservatively right there. They don't want to lose their rank. They don't want to shoot. Scraps are expensive. Hmm. They want to just hand them to you. And bear in mind, like our war was late, july early august it was around the last two months of the round so a lot of people were in a let's just shoot let's just have fun yeah right now it's different no one wants to help you no one wants to join the war even though they know what tsc are doing they're they're wrongdoing so anyway we we made peace with them they approached me with eight players they sent eight players to talk to me about peace so we made a, a whatsapp group we we were discussing peace terms long story short we ended up making peace TSC okay. wanted me to make like a public, a game forum topic, publicly apologizing to TSC. No way in hell. <laughs> so uh, we made a deal to just, like, I promised them I would never come close to them. It was an honest promise. I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. Stay away from us. We had, we had fun. Just stay away from us. But during that war, it, it, things became personal because we were having a lot of fun with them. We were, because if you see like my recruitment topics, I don't like going to forums a lot. The same thing mm. with my members, like just don't trash talk people, don't uh, embarrass people. If you want to do anything, just go private. Yeah. During that war, we just, we were having fun. We went to the forums, we, graveyards, just posting memes, posting everything to piss them off. And it actually worked. One of the TSC council <laughs> told me that the, the behavior in the forums was just, he told me like, the behavior was just unacceptable because they, they knew we were winning the war. Do you think you were rude too? Or do you think you were just like playing around? 100% playing around, uh, trying to piss them off. But when do you hit the border? Like, I think this is a... Oh, we didn't hit the border at all. No, okay. we, we didn't cross any limits. Not, no personal attacks. Okay, good. Uh, like we've seen... I'm not going to mention any names right now, but like a couple of days ago, one of my members got personally attacked. It was horrendous. 
by TSE. I'm not, I'm not going uh, by one of members of TSE. I'm not going to okay. go into it. It was just horrendous. We we never did anything like. That. So what I'm trying to say, like the the previous war, it became personal between me and the council of, uh, of TSE. Okay. Uh, in my opinion, so coming into this new round, we had no intentions, or we kind of had intentions to pick up a bullet factory. We were just like, let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. And Santino, one of my counsels, he actually managed to get a bullet factory. And it was at that moment I knew that we should do something to protect it because people are going to see us as a as a small crew, not able to protect ourselves. So we had to find external help. And that's what I did. Like I knew someone from a long time ago, and he happened to be an ex-counsel of TSE. And he Do you want to like say who it is? Or is no, that a not really. No, not really. <laughs> okay. Um, Worth a try. Because I, I only know his name. I don't know his like current uh, bootleg as a kind of no one will know him, even if I give him a shout out. So anyways, he was an ex-TSE counsel, and he had bad relationships with them. Okay. And... One of the current council members of TSE, he actually told me, like, he's he's being paranoid all this time is because of him, the, mm. the person I, I, let's say, I employed to help, to help us, to back us up. Okay. So you can see that there was a touch, a personal touch between me and TSE, and TSE had a personal thing between them and yeah. my protector, you know? So you were mutual. Bad, bad mix-up of relationships right there. Mm. And I'm obvious once the, once the whacking started on november 6th and a couple of days afterwards tsc and the senate they started getting targeted a couple of them got shot or like a lot of them actually so to them they said like we, we did our speculations we did our tracking we, we did all of this stuff and we narrowed it down to you guys me and my protect well, okay let's just take it step by step they think we're still holding a grudge and to be honest i am not to the point where i would do anything about it right now they thought i was still holding a grudge so and that was the their latest war so they i came to their mind straight away i guess that's natural maybe 100 percent. but you need you need proof like i'll tell you something they they, they thought it was it was my underground players that shot them my protector. Yeah. Let me tell you, I have uh, an Excel spreadsheet of ev everything I've done so far in the in this uh, round with the bullet refunds, money refunds from our bullet factory and whatever. Yeah. And I can tell you, I know what my protectors are doing or how many cars they've melted, how many bullets they have. It's nothing what TSE has imagined. TSE have a lot of enemies. Why are you just narrowing it down to us? And I've asked proof of that narrowing down. How did you end up pointing your fingers at us. Let, let us know. Mm. Once I found out that TSE thinks that we shot them, I approached TSE's counsel. It didn't help. This approach, uh, me approaching them didn't help at all. I don't know what to say about that, to be honest, but they already had their minds fixed on us shooting them. So they so were going ahead with their shooting, whether or not they actually believe what I'm saying to them right now or not. You do know? I then understand you correctly that this whole thing has been started on something that isn't even correct? 100%. Huh. 100%. And no one can deny what I'm saying right now. Okay. Because why else would I approach them if I know it's not going to help because I know we shot them? It, it, it doesn't make sense. Mm. We, we have a lot of... Uh, actually, we were planning on going for the period three win. Yeah. We might as well just go for it. We have a lot of high ranks. 
<laughs> we know what we're doing. We have a bullet factory that's an immense amount of revenue generated just by holding it, you know? Yeah. So we have zero reason why we shouldn't go for it. And it's it's made even easier right now with, with holding Detroit. You don't have to do anything. Whoever holds Detroit the most is going to win, you True. know? So why would we go? I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we, we won Detroit last week. Mm. So a couple of days before getting white, uh, I pledged some money to Detroit. Some money? How much money? Some money. So let's just leave it <laughs> at some money, you know? And why why would I do that? If, if you I didn't know, also like, want to go we, to war. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Why would I do that? We spent a lot, you know? Yeah. And this is an expensive start to the round. Scraps are crazy expensive right now. Twice as what they were worth Yeah. Uh, two, three months ago. But don't you think so, it's going to drop now with the new cigarettes? Uh, hopefully. It's, this is just a, a momentary fix. It will go around like one gold per three scraps. Things have changed, but the, the, the change didn't stay consistent with itself. The worst timing about this is the New York event right now, the Christmas event. A lot of my players, me included, have uh, spent like two, three minutes in New York collectively. Because the second we leave, we're shot. They have us on constant search. Huh. Last round, in the, during our period, period 10 war, late July, early August, they did the same thing. They had us on constant searches. But like I said, it was more expensive back then than it is right now. Yeah. Because right now, you can make money easily, but the search prices are constant. They're the same. They haven't changed. So last round, they had to step down a little. Last war, sorry. They had to step down a little. I could leave for like 20, 30 minutes and come back, no problem. Right now, I'm not joking. The other day, I was killed with an eight seconds of leaving Rocky Mountain. <laughs> Shit. Now, look, some of my members were saying that they're abusing the system. I honestly disagree because that system is there to be abused, the Rocky Mountain protection. Yeah. None of this would happen if the five-day protection was here. So you think, you think that's a better option for the situation 100%. you are in now? This is a game changer. I'll tell you why. We can't even melt bullets right now. Even if you want to melt bullets and come back to Rocky Mountain without losing your protection, you would need to have at least 25k bullets. That's not going to do you anything. Yeah, true. You'd have to rank to save bullets in the long run. Mm -hmm. And we can't even do that, you know? The only option we have right now in shooting is buying bullets with gold. And I've done like some calculations. It's around five to six times more expensive that way. Huh. It's because that feature is not meant to be there to buy the full stock of bullets. It's there if you need, like, you're missing some bullets. So we cannot obviously live on that. That's yeah, extremely yeah. expensive and it's pointless. I'd rather just quit the game, you know? Yeah. But do you think, like, have you, I guess this next option would be to go underground. That's another some... thing. That's so another thing. You know, TSE have been around for a long time. They obviously know their way around the game. My underground players have been dropped like on a daily basis mm. and this is why if you pay attention to riot's feedback post a couple of days ago one of his feedbacks or one of his suggestions that we needed to vote on was if the online page should be there or not yeah it's easily it's easy to spot players right now or yeah, it, it was always easy and it's made even more frustrating right now without the five-day protection you can do shit right now to protect yourself because the only low rank cruelest players are in fact underground players so th there are no high rank random cruelest players that are playing by themselves they're all probably high ranked right now got legendary mm -hmm. godfather and above yeah. so if you're a, a thug 
low rank or uh, let me say a boss low rank cruelest player you're already on their radar and that's why there have been a lot of random cruelest player deaths in the graveyard a lot do you think tz is behind that 100 who else who else i don't know they they're doing a good job i have to admit they're doing a good job at keeping us down you know mm. we can't leave we can't melt obviously there's no bullet factory in rocky mountain um <laughs> you cannot compare our wealth to theirs they're they're immensely rich everyone knows that they're the richest yeah. in the game right now they can afford and they just came from a period one let me tell you the other day with the christmas feast peace thingy uh, mm. one of my council members he made it to boss he used the piece and he remained capo for 36 hours i think we generated crazy amounts of money for the crew bank made a lot of money mm. from from us owning detroit yeah true and that was just in 36 hours so imagine tse with those two three weeks of the period i think i don't know who else got detroit during their previous period one but it was just them the whole time having detroit so they're obviously mm. you know you cannot compare us to them but what do you do from now like i understand that uh yeah i'll I'll go into it right now. And you you would honestly, people would say, where are your protections? Where are your people that are protecting you? And that's another unfortunate thing. Just like I told you, it's like the tip of the unlucky iceberg. It mm. starts from here. A couple of days to a week before we got shot, uh, the people that were supposed to be protecting us, they got involved in a different war. And they, got, and they subsequently got shot because of that war. So they weren't prepared for our TSE Medellin cartel war. Mm. They were low ranked. Yeah, they just came from an expensive war. If this was like halfway through the round, five, six months down the road, everything would be easy. Scraps would be available. Hope the, the, the prices would go down. Yeah. It would be an affordable war. Just not right now for us and for our protectors. Just like I said, they came out of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were taken by surprise from this wipeout. We weren't prepared at all because hmm. we actually thought we weren't going to get shot until like later on because we had, we gave no one reason to get uh, to shoot us and that's what's pissing us off last war we actually gave them a reason to shoot us because we shot their underground players yeah so you see but why they this shot time you. round yeah this time round it was completely uncalled for hmm. i've like i almost lost it when i talked to one of them on whatsapp i just blocked him because if I didn't block him, I would have lost my control and just said things I would have probably regretted down the road because I'm not I'm not that kind of guy. So I, I restrained myself, just blocked him, stayed away from it, just calmed down. Mm. A lot of my players actually quit, not a lot, uh, two or three, just because they couldn't participate in the in the event that they've waited for. Yeah. You know? Another reason is because we know or they have an idea that we can't we can't do anything right now with the current situation of the game. Yeah. Like I said, if the five-day period was here, none of this would have happened. No, then you would have had a chance to fight back, right? 100%. No one would have pointed their fingers at us for not retaliating. Mm. That's another reason why, like, we've seen a couple of guys on the forums, like, uh, taunting us or not shooting back. No one has an idea. No one has gone through what we're going through right now. Yeah, not for that long time, at least. Not for that what a long time like we like i said these constant searches we had an experience with during our last war mm. but like i said it was expensive at that time but how do you as a couple maintain morale in the crew that's a difficult thing keeping morale to be honest because hope is very skim right now yeah. for them and their eyes because i've told everyone like from the moment we got the bullets factory like the plans for the future how to protect it yeah 
Yeah, that is the only goal when you have a bullet factory. It always brings trouble. Exactly, 100%. And I'm all for it, you know? Like, I spoke to a couple of Medellin cartel. Mm. Like, I'm not against him coming after our bullet factory. I'm against the, the reason behind all of that, you know? Mm. Like, this is, this is bootleg's history right here. Like, uh, countless amounts of crews went into war because of the bullet factory. I'm not mm. going to be angry. I'm 100% not angry about that. I'm angry at the, the, the bullshit reason that TSE had in their minds to shoot us. Okay. 100% bullshit. You know? Like I said, I approached them to prove it's not me, but they have it in, in their heads that they will shoot regardless of whether they believe my defense or not. Yeah, that's another thing. They're 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 very egotistical. They're very arrogant. Well, when, it's, what, I guess it's easy to to have that view when you're uh, so easily pushing your your enemy or your opponent down, right? One hundred percent. It's not expensive for them to keep you down. It's not, not at all. Like not at all. It's if fun. I to was. Shoot. I'll be honest. If I was in their position, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. That's why uh, I was disagreeing with some of my members that they're not abusing the system. The system is already broken. Yeah. It's not their fault. They're rich. They can do it, you know? They're yeah. not doing anything wrong. They're not doing anything uh, that would break the terms of service, but in terms of TOS, I don't yeah. know. I, I just escaped my mind what it stands for right now. They're not doing anything wrong. But you know? to summarize now, like, what do you think needs to be done by the community and by staff to avoid that other people get into the situation that you are currently in? To be honest, I would invite the, the mods to actually play the game. That's fair. To try fair. it out 100% because they have no idea because they haven't been put in those situations. Yeah. You know, they, they haven't seen how broken the, the wax system is, like, mm -hmm. let alone uh, the scraps being expensive. You know how many times we failed to kill someone during this war? Uh, it was already expensive enough with the 46% chances. Yeah. That's that's another reason why some of my members quit. That's another reason why they they saw that there's no hope. It was an already expensive war to start with, an impossible one to do anything in the long term. Yeah. And that's not true. I mean, like they say, you cannot rush art. So we're not <laughs> rushing this war. You know, it's like from the very first moment I told everyone this is gonna be a very long war. Yeah. Don't expect everything to happen instantly. <laughs> and this is what Telling, uh, hoping everyone would hear this right now, especially those laughing at the forums. Don't laugh until you've been put into the situation because mm. you have no idea. This new Rocky Mountain thing needs to go or tweaked or anything because right now we've seen few wars so far this period and he who shoots first wins and no one can deny this right now. Mm. Retaliation is hard and I would honestly invite the mods to give it a try, to try to play this game, go to a war with a crew, and see how it feels because i mean it's a positive thing like to see riot with this topic I, I don't think a similar topic has been done in a while yeah or like a year i've been good. playing this game right now so they know there's something is wrong we know there's something is wrong tse knows there's something is wrong but they're just playing what the game is providing right now yeah and i guess you that's know? the only way to, to play it right that uh... 100 yeah. they cannot do anything else about it that's the game they have at hand right now. Yeah. They just play it. Hmm. It's so what do you do now? Do you just uh, like hold your own wait for a change? Like uh, I'll be simple right now with the answers and say like uh, we're, we're 
holding scraps, we're like uh, hoarding scraps, building our resources again, because like I said, it's a long war. Mm. And to be honest, if I'm being 100% honest, like some of them, some of my members, they don't believe we're going to win this war, but at least, at least we're going to do something about it. We're going to we're going to retaliate. A lot of TSE members were approaching me, just quit. You can't win this war. Even huh. uh, even members from different crew that have nothing to do with, with this war, they were like, you know, this is a losing war. Why don't you just quit? Hmm. Quit for, without even doing anything, without even trying at first, without even retaliating, saving face. No, something will happen. Okay, like I, I said, respect you can, that. You, can, you cannot rush art, you know? You just have to give it time. You just have to give it time. Good. That's a perfect way to end it. Thank you so much for joining and you're most welcome. It was was a good event, I have to say. Good. I I needed to get that off my chest so bad. (laughs) Now everyone knows as well. So don't point your fingers. All right, and that's going to wrap up this episode of the Bootleggers Buzzcast podcast. If anyone has any suggestions, comments, or concerns, feel free to make a game forum post or post in this episode's thread. If anyone has any questions about joining the Buzzcast team, reach out to Vio at your earliest convenience. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Until next time, I'm Coasty, and I'm out of here. <laughs>